0: hey guys what is going on justin masson here with nintendo dads and guys i'm excited to be joining you for this kind of special special episode 2019 retrospective kind of game of the year uh episode bonus episode i guess um and i guess we have to have our like usual you know music so jesse cue the music So uh, as I was mentioning, this is kind of uh, a bonus track. So the, 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 the team recorded their game of the year discussion. I was unavailable, unfortunately. But I mean, you know, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm walking down the street. People are stopping me in the street. They're like, Justin Masson, you're part of the Nintendo. I said, yes, yes, I am. They say, what is your game of the year? I say, whoa. Whoa, that's, I, I shouldn't, t- that, that, I can't tell you. I need to tell all the fans. And they're like, well, I'm, I'm a fan. I said, well, maybe I should do a show just for you. So for the fan that walked on the street and said, Justin to Nintendo Dads, what's your game of the year? That's what this conversation is all about. It's all about, of course, no one stopped me, guys. No one ever stops me. Uh, But I am here to talk about the game of the year, and I am talking a little bit about kind of maybe a 2019 retrospective, I think, a little bit of uh, of Nintendo before I jump into kind of my thoughts on on the game of the year. And I'm going to kind of break it into three categories and it's it's the my top 5 game of the years, it's honorable mentions and there's kind of like most disappointing and we'll talk about that as well. But I thought 2019 for for Nintendo, I thought was very interesting, right? I think when we came into 2019, we kind of said, you know, like is this the lull year for Nintendo, right? Obviously, year 1 was a banger with with Breath of the Wild and with uh, Mario Odyssey. Year 2, of course, um, pretty light, but then you, you end it with Smash Brothers, which is just, you know, kind of off the top, and, and it was fantastic, and a lot of other really good games there as well. And we came into year three, and we're coming to year three, or we came into year three, I guess I should say, very much to the same way we're coming into this year. Yes, that's right. The, coming to, so I got I got lost in what years we were in now. Uh, came Coming into this year, which was, we don't really know a lot of what Nintendo had in the pipe as we came into January. We had we had no clue right we had some guesses and uh, and I think really as we look into 2020 it's kind of the same same situation now is we don't really know what Nintendo has in the pipe we have some guesses we have some theories we have some hopes and some dreams but that's about it. But I think what Nintendo did very very interestingly enough was that in their first half of the year as they do very much in traditionally quarter one. you'll see this uh, mirrored this year as well is they usually put out an early port in January. Uh, this year, or last year, it was uh, Mario Deluxe. Um, this year, it's um, Tokyo Mirage. Obviously, these are both Wii, both Wii U games. They usually put kind of a softball into January. February, there could or couldn't be a game depending on the season. Then we move into March, where we start to kind of firm up more kind of, a, kind of an early entry, usually very family centric, family, you know, wide family uh, base game. Last year was Yoshi's Crafted World. This year, obviously, it's Animal Crossing. Then we transitioned into April and May, where we start to begin to get our feet under us. We begin to kind of see Nintendo building a little bit of steam and momentum as they move up in J- to June, which, of course, is E3. Uh, then E3 usually strikes pretty well. And then in 2019, you know, and I think that was the thing. I felt the first half of the year was, was super light. Um, not a lot of huge, huge Nintendo first party games that interest, interested me. Um there were some definite uh third party and indie indie games that excuse me, we're gonna talk about here in a couple of moments that that had my attention. But we entered into E3 not knowing a lot uh what was on the table. And of course I think the big big surprise for E3 was obviously Breath of the Wild 2. Right. Obviously, our, our hopes and prayers were that that was going to be announced, and and sure enough, we were able to to get a portion of that. Um, and then I, you know, and I would even say actually, sorry, before we get to E three. You know, as we began, we began to build some of the hype around Super Mario Maker. What we can't forget as well is that uh, Reggie Fizama uh, retired also in uh, Q1. I think it would have been in March, would have been his last days, as I recall. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, and then Doug Bowser comes into the into the state into the stadium as as kind of the president <clears throat> president of um, Nintendo of America. And so I think that was interesting. That was a very interesting and fascinating change from an organization. Um, and, uh, you, I mean, you know, I think, I think, um, corporate leadership, I think is very interesting. I think, you know, how much of the, the die is kind of cast and what things were already set in motion before, um, someone like Doug Bowser fully takes over kind of on like, what, what is his stamp? So I think that was very interesting in 2019 as well. Uh, we kind of saw some more, uh, Labo content come out, um, Labo VR came out. Um, and there was another Labo kit, I believe in there as well. Um, um, didn't really seem to set the world on fire, but sure enough, it it, it was there, right? Um, around Q2, also, we had the announcement in 2019 of Metroid Prime 4 um, basically restarting from scratch, which I think the entire, you know, internet was um, upset about. But I think Nintendo was just, just, just just does a fascinating job of owning and getting ahead of transparency and messaging, and saying, you know, basically this wasn't up to what our standards were that we wanted. So we are restarting the development and it's going back to back to um I can't remember the company it's going to. But making that transition, making that change um and tempering expectations for fans, right? Because I think everyone was expecting, "Hey, we should hear more about Metroid Prime 4." it's coming in 2020 we're excited but to be able to own that conversation and again we think about i've mentioned it before metroid is not a ip that they traditionally sell or does really 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 like gangbusters well um but we did see a move similar to this when they did breath of the wild and it was delayed when it was on the wii u um the producer at that time uh, getting in front of the the producer and director getting in front of the um audience and saying hey it's not where it's going to be. We're going to delay it. And I thought this was a fascinating move from Nintendo as well. So uh, very interesting 2019. Uh, obviously, we want Metroid sooner than not. Uh, they move into, again, E3, which I thought they did an okay job at E3. Nothing, uh, you know, I think obviously ending with Breath of the Wild, I think, was was just a banger. Um, and just, you know, set the world on fire. And now we all speculate for November 2020 and, and, and fingers crossed for that one. But I thought that was that was very interesting. Just before E3 also, we saw the first glimpse of what we'd call the Microsoft partnership. And this was in a Nintendo Direct when Cuphead was revealed. Um, And this was was kind of the rumored spinning around this whole kind of Game Pass, Microsoft relationship with Nintendo. And we began to see Nintendo and Microsoft kind of build this this forged friendship of, of assisting and supporting each other. And in the same regards, at the same time, pushing PlayStation away. Um, And we saw some very interesting campaigns and marketing campaigns of, you know, playing together, stronger together, that kind of stuff, and obviously um, forcing PlayStation out of that conversation. Um, That relationship with Microsoft would obviously you know continue to produce fruit for nintendo fans as we saw um obviously cuphead as i mentioned ori and then um uh, new super lucky's tale now again i argue that one's not necessarily a, a complete xbox exclusive but it had was there originally on xbox so so fascinating i'm sorry i am yawning i had not did not sleep well um so I thought, thought, thought some very fascinating things with that with Microsoft's partnership. What will that look like more in the future? I don't know. Is there more in the future? I don't know. But just a very interesting relationship, um, and, and I'm hoping to see to see more. As I mentioned, E3 was was good, and then interestingly enough, Nintendo did one of the craziest things. Um, I don't know if I'd actually say it's crazy, but we then began what I would call like the flood of games that began into July. And I would argue ran us all the way until um, early December. And just just to toss the top of my head there, you've got Fire Emblem, you've got Dragon Quest Builders 2, as I recall was in there, um, Astral Chain, Damon X Machina, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. You got some really good indies that were in the mid somewhere in there as well. Um, then you transitioned into, uh, we, the announcement of the switch light, which was a rumor, right? This is the switch mini. Um, and that came out to fruition. Um, I thought that was fascinating. I have not bought one yet. I'm interested in buying one. Um, I'm, uh, but I have not got it yet, but, uh, but I thought that was a very interesting move. um, and then, I mean, you've got Link's Awakening, right? We then move into uh, into Luigi's Mansion 3. We've got Pokemon. We've got, you know, just, just a, a host of games uh, and content all the way through. I mean, and then you've got other games in there sprinkling there like Overwatch and ukulele uh, y- Ukulele and some other huge uh, Witcher was in there, right? Uh, so I think there was just a ton of content from, from July all the way to December. And then December kind of went cold, uh, which is fine. Like we all need time to, for our waltz to, you know, breathe and for us to breathe and to enjoy the content we have. Um, but I thought Nintendo, you know, first half of the year, very quiet, nothing, nothing that really set the world on fire. And then to, to come out, uh, in July swing hard, it went from a year where I think it's like, there was no, um, I think when we started the year looking at it, it, it there was no standout. You're like, that's going to be the game of the year, right? Like when we saw Breath of the Wild. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be the game of the year, right? Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's going to be probably the game of the year, right? So there's some fascinating stuff that that happened. Um, so what happened here was there was this kind of just, there was no standout, but I think that creates difficulty because I think there's an amazing amount of games, an amazing amount of content available to fans to play that all told, I think a lot engaging stories, had a lot of fun. Um so, you know, I think Game of the Year this this year, uh, and I've heard it from other podcasts as well, it's difficult to to select that Game of the Year because there is so much content. There isn't just one standout like, yeah, for sure, I can put my finger on it, that's it, that's the Game of the Year. Because I think so much of this content um, landed and hit it hit with other people. And as I go through my list, you're going to see some of those things as well. Um so, yeah, just just really fa- fascinating stuff. The other thing I would say in, in 2019 that we saw this kind of interesting theme about as I was as, as I was talking there it reminded me third party support became a really big deal. Right. Uh, a lot a bigger, stro- a bigger, stronger scene from our third parties. So I think of Assassin's Creed three and four that was brought over. I think of Overwatch. I think of Witcher. Right. And there's probably some other games in there that, I, that I'm missing. Um But we saw a lot more ports. We saw a lot more games hitting the system that potentially would have been on other consoles. Of course, uh, Cuphead and Ori being examples of that as well. But we kind of saw developers standing back and going, oh, hmm, this Switch thing, this uh, this appears to be selling very well. Uh, A lot of people appear to be buying it. Let's start getting content over there. And I think, you know, this is not a 2020 predictions episode, but um, cough, cough, I'm going to pause here and say, I think we're going to see more and more of that into 2020. Um, you know, I think we're going to, fi- they're going to look for more developers and more companies who are looking for ways to get their content out onto uh, Switch. And, and whether you get proper porting companies such as Panic Button or some other ones to actually do it well is is different, but... But I think a lot of developers, a lot of publishers, understand the importance of being on the Switch and are happy to get their content there. And I think, you know, the conversation used to be, "Is it coming to Nintendo?" Now, is it? When is it coming to Nintendo? Now, it's, "Is it coming to Nintendo Day and Date?" And I think Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds, you know what? I'm, if you're a video game fan, you know this. Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds' problem is an issue. Outer Worlds, so I'm thinking with with Obsidian. Um, Great example of that, right? It was announced for the Switch. Now it's been delayed into, I think, Q1 of 2020. But um, that would have been a great day and date. Um, so I, it's been a fascinating year for Nintendo from the content they put out there. Um, some of the other things I, I'd kind of bring to just to attention and bear here. And I, as I was mentioning, the crazy content that was out there, uh, Ring Fit was announced as well, which was a very fascinating um, entry into the kind of the sports exercise world that Nintendo got into. Obviously, very parallel with Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, um, the Wii Fit Balance Board, all of that. And it seemed to have done really well. Um I enjoyed playing it uh the time that I've spent with it. I need to get back into it. It's part of my uh this is January 2020 as I'm recording this. So it's part of my um my New Year's resolution is to get more fit and to be using that more effectively. So I'm excited to get to get into that. So So yeah, I would say, you know, as you're, as you're listening to this and you're already into 2020 and heck for for all I know you're listening to this in 2020 and Nintendo's already dropped their into first direct. Um I do think you know uh, if you're not hopeful for what's coming up in this year, if you're like, "Oh, there's nothing for me," remember that a year ago we were almost saying the exact same thing, and we all are battered and bruised gamers now for it. Um, I, I don't know about you, but there are situations where I have purchased something because I know I want to play it. I was excited for its support, and then instantly wasn't able and didn't have a chance to play it. My backlog is getting larger and more consumable, and frightening i guess we would say so that's gonna be part of my 2020 resolution is to try and finish off some of those games in my backlog and, and move forward to that uh obviously what we do know in 2020 right now uh bravely default 2 which was announced we do know uh xenoblade chronicles deluxe edition does that sound right some one of those things um out there as well obviously animal crossing is is the really big one that i think uh people are de- we definitely know we have to have a firm date on that March 2020. um and then obviously some question marks, right? And Nintendo will slowly reveal those cards. But I think it will be very interesting to see. I do suspect, if I'm doing a bit of a predictions, more third party support, more ports, and a lot of games that were uh, currently unheard of that we by the end of this, by the end of 2020, will be like, "Who? I'm tired. How about you?" So, guys, I've been rambling for almost 15 minutes about 20 uh, 2019 year review for Nintendo and my understanding of the company um, and my my perspective of it. Guys, let's just jump in right now to the Game of the Year, Justin Jabber's edition. Do-do-do-do! That was my, like, intro music. Do-do-do-do! Hope you, hopefully you enjoy it. So as I mentioned, guys, I have got a couple of things here. I have got my honorable mentions, I have my Game of the Year top five, and I have a most disappointing. So I'm going to kind of uh, weave these between. I'm going to go, like, one off of my... Um, honorable mentions one off of my game of the year and then I will move into my uh my most disappointing so I'll start off with actually you know you, heck guys i'm you going to start off with my honorable honorable mentions all right so a couple of games on my honorable mentions list um so I would say that th- these games some of them barely didn't crack onto my top 10 or top 5 they could have um but I you know you have to make a list for a reason so um yeah here we go uh so honorable mentions I will say this actually interestingly enough. Honorable mention number one goes to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And first, I know what you're saying. Um, actually, Justin, that was a 2018 game. True, it was. But with all the DLC that they put out during the uh, the year of 2019, had me keep coming back to it. Kept coming back to it and playing it uh, more and more. So first, my honorable mention is to Super Smash Brothers. Everyone knows I'm not a huge, huge Super Smash Brothers fan. I enjoy it. I'm not great at it. Uh, but I have had a great amount of time. I picked up the the the. Bad, um, dlc pass when it came out to support it and uh and have had a lot of fun banjo kazooie i love playing as it's getting okay at playing as terry and the joker as well um and uh, actually here on new year's uh, we had a friend over in him there was um her son is about five years old and we had about four of the girls here and he was just feeling a bit left out so i said sure why don't you and i go play some smash brothers and he, he doesn't have a video game console so we sat down and we I was like, do you like fighting games? He's like, yeah, I like fighting games. He doesn't play video games, but I was like, whatever. He'll, he'll like something. And, um, and we sat there and played super smash brothers, him and I, he played as a Cinderor and I played as Joker against CPU for almost an hour. And I said, okay, sure. Time to turn off and we're gonna have some dinner. And he's like, well, can we come, when we come back, can we, can we play more smash brothers? So he got, he got himself addicted and hooked to it. So uh, super smash brothers is one of my honorable mentions, um, yeah, some other honorable, another honorable mention, I will say, speaking of kind of Nintendo stuff, uh, Tetris 99, I thought was was great. Um, I had a bunch of fun with it. Again, a game that no one expected, came out of nowhere as part of your free Nintendo Switch Online. You know, nobody said, nobody thought, boy, you know what we need is a Battle Royale Tetris game. And sure enough, they delivered really well on that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I love going back and getting the skins. Uh, as a matter of fact, I actually picked up the, um, I think a $12 or $10 DLC you know, expansion where you can play everything and kind of unlock it. So I did that and I thought it's been a lot of fun. Uh, My wife loves playing it as well. So I, uh, Tetris 99 definitely is part of an honorable mention for me. Uh, Another honorable mention is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, this was tough. This was very tough to find on my honorable mention list. Not that I don't think it deserved to be on there, but whether it reached my top five games, Um, I really enjoyed poke. i really enjoyed Pokemon Sword and Shield, Um, had a lot of fun with it. It's and I don't know, again, whether it's me moving back from Ireland and having lived over in Europe uh, for last several years and, you know, having friends over in the London area, which is the kind of the gala region. Right. So it says so it says and feels that way. Um, But I just love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, The writing's sharp. It's pokemon right um we all know that i'm not a huge pokemon fan or, or player but i have definitely been enjoying it and uh, and will continue to and uh, it's great to see the community kind of support in the way they did so it's pokemon sword and shield and again i picked up shield uh next honorable mention is katana zero now this came out i think it was in march of 2019 as well or, or april of 2019 shortly i think a couple weeks after cuphead did um Just a really fascinating, great little indie game. I thought some great, very stylized. Now, it's definitely not kid-friendly at all, I'll say that. But um, just I love the idea of this kind of like this, you know, rewind feature that they had built in. This kind of going through it, the story that they were building, the the platforming mechanics, kind of solving the room puzzles, um, trial and error. It was a lot of fun. So definitely Katana Zero. If you have not checked that out, uh, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, another one that is on my highly or or uh honorable mention which is new to me right so this game would be new to me uh, probably a lot of you're like well this is has been around for several years but that's overwatch um I was very excited to hear that Overwatch was coming to the Nintendo Switch and uh, and did pick it up when it came out in October. And I've been having a ton of fun with it. Um, I had never played Overwatch in any other systems. I remember when we started the show a long time ago, Zach was like, oh, Overwatch coming to the Switch, Overwatch coming to the Switch. Um, and I didn't really think much of it. I just I, I knew of the property, but and I knew of it from a zeitgeist perspective and cultural perspective. But I know of it from an actually game playing perspective. But I have loved all the time I've put in with Overwatch um you know i think before this i was playing paladins which is obviously kind of the the other versioning of overwatch um and uh and paladins uh is being pushed aside for me because of how much i'm enjoying overwatch uh and the characters that that are in that environment in that world so yeah overwatch is a ton of fun um and then my other my last uh honorable mention i'd be remiss if i did not mention Fortnite. and i know Fortnite last year is my game of the year um But I think what Fortnite or what Epic is specifically doing with that franchise and video games in general and the season pass ID and this kind of large events um, and just bring concurrent players together. Uh, has been absolutely tremendous. And if you look at, you know, Nintendo sent out that report of like, how many games, how many hours have you put in playing games this year, right? In the top five. Well, my number one game was Fortnite um, for I think probably the second year in a row. And I have absolutely loved that game. I've um, been playing it with a friend a lot more. I've talked about that for about the last three months now. Him and I are both kind of like, Duoed, hooked on fortnite and are and are loving every moment of it so uh fortnite continues to be one of my um top games uh, but i didn't want to put it in one of my top t- five games because like i said last year it was one of my top games so i didn't want to do that those are my honorable mentions so all those games could have somehow found their way into the top five uh games but uh but they didn't they did not they found their they found their own way um so uh, i would highly highly recommend you you check that out you know, it's funny, as I'm getting ready to read my uh, my my games here for 20, uh, my games of the year, I just realized that this is not a top five. I actually have six games here. So it'll be my top six games of the year, but I, I have listed it in the order I want to. But before we move into my game of the year, we're going to talk about my most disappointing game of the year. Or mo- my most disappointing game of 2019. And this, unfortunately, unfortunately, is actually Super Mario Maker 2. And before you decide to at me or pitchfork me or whatever you want to do, let me talk to you about why I think this is. It's not because the gameplay loop is poor. It's not because the game design is poor. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like Nintendo Nintendo did wrong, did dirty, or did bad by uh, this game. In that they did not really have a roadmap, I think for effective updates for communication, um, like they did with the original super Mario maker that kind of kept the community coming back into it. And then you release it. And then a couple weeks later, you began this onslaught of, you know, fire emblem, Marvel's ultimate Alliance, astral chain. Like there was nowhere in there for it to kind of pop its head up and rebreathe again. And when you did, you popped it back up at near the near November and you gave it the Zelda, this Zelda bump, right. Which was almost six months later. Um, it feels like the game is good, the ideals around it, the design principles are good. But unfortunately, I think that Nintendo didn't give it the room it needed to to breathe. I think this is very similar to, in some ways, the way that we look, could look at the positioning of arms and Splatoon several years ago, um, where you had a good idea, you had a good game, you did not give it its oxygen and it needed to be successful. And I think that Nintendo failed um, in creating a really effective map, um, update mapper, um, content drop map, or, you know, whatever you want to call it to really engage this audience in an effective way. Um, no that you, you're probably going to people, people can at me for sure. Right. Um, but, and there is definitely a strong community for Super Mario maker too. But in my opinion, in my humble feelings, I think it just, um, it's a game that I have gone back to the least out of all of 2019, which, you know, there should be a lot there. There is a lot there, but I just think that Nintendo, again, did not give it the oxygen it needed to really be as successful as it did. And I don't know if they're going to kind of try and re-support it again in 2020, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, guys, those are my honorable mentions. Those are my, that is my most disappointing, again, game, Super Mario Maker. So, just a quick reminder here, honorable mentions, Super Mario Brothers Ultimate, Tetris 99, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Shield specifically because I got that version, katana zero fortnite and overwatch and my most disappointing game is super mario maker 2 ladies and gentlemen that brings me now to my 2019 game of the year as i mentioned before i realized here as i read through my list i actually have six games here one of these probably should have been over in the uh, honorable mention role but i'm going to just move through all six of them folks um starting at number six and this is a countdown this is a countdown of my favorite number six new super lucky's tale uh this game came out in early november um and this game as you're going to probably discover a lot of games on this list uh just gives me the nostalgias just makes me feel amazing uh makes me feel like the n64 days of super mario of of super mario world um just a lot of fun not super super challenging but the right level of challenge super approachable for families Uh, a lot of fun to control beautiful design um Everything that feels great about 3D platformers uh, was kind of what was going on in this world. And I love the variety of levels that came through with it as well. Um, and again, it's also a great game that I love sitting down and, and playing with my kids in front of with my kids. So yeah, Super New Super Lucky's Tale is my number six. If you guys have not checked out New Super Lucky's Tale, you absolutely should. Number five in my 2019 game of the year is Cuphead. Uh, again, Cuphead was, much like Overwatch, new to me because I had not played it anywhere else, but I had heard, again, a lot about Cuphead um, and the art style, the the difficulty of, you know, again, what I'm saying here is you go through this list and you're like, it's all nostalgia for you, Justin. But the reason that Cuphead, Cuphead kind of got me is it reminded me of this, my younger days of sitting in front of my super nintendo or nintendo getting that boss battle and you're and you're smashing your buttons as hard as you can like you're you're you know you're clicking your controller so much you're squeezing down your controller so much you're almost afraid it's going to break somewhere in your hand your palms are sweaty uh mom's spaghetti right all over your shirt you're just uh that intensity that and like you you know, you kind of finish that battle, that boss battle. You're like, whew, you take that deep breath. You kind of like rub your hands off your pants because they're so sweaty and they're so gross. Um, that's what Cuphead does, and uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and uh, it's just a just a fun. Now it's a game that can obviously make you want to rage at times, um, but it. Uh, It's great. I love the music. I love the art style. Oh my gosh, that art style is absolutely fantastic. Um, And uh, so happy that it's on the Nintendo Switch. It's not a game I can play in handheld mode uh, because of just the way the Joy-Cons are. I always feel like I'm going to just like, because I'm getting so angry, I'm going to squeeze and break a Joy-Con off in handheld mode. So I have to play in docked with my Pro Controller. But um, yeah, no, Cuphead is my number five and you should definitely check it out if you have not already. Uh, Coming in at number four, uh, is uh links awakening uh now this came out in September of 2019 and uh you know I I absolutely love you know um a Link to the Past, A Link Between Worlds, um, actually A Link Between Worlds was actually the very first um, Zelda game I actually finished. And I got it on my 3DS and I got it for Christmas, I think it was, and I sat down and I played through that game one Christmas, I think it was around Christmas time. And I just, I loved every minute, minute of that. I love the kind of overhead uh, isometric kind of view that happens Um, with it and so uh, coming back to and I had played Link's Awakening on the game now I didn't play on the Game Boy I played it on the 3DS Game Boy Advanced version eShop I picked that up for one of the um one of the retro rewinds that we had done as Nintendo dad. So that was my first exposure to it, but I love this art style. I love this kind of cartoonsiness with it. I, you know, me and the kids, when it, when it, when we got it, you know, we sat down in front of the big TV here at our house and, and played it together. And they just loved every moment of it. And it's a ton of fun. Um, and, you know, I love the, I adore and, Fall in love with the idea of Breath of the Wild, this open world, this open adventure, this amazing, fun um, world they have built, but then to be able to kind of flip the script and say, and remember this, remember how awesome these games are? Um, you know, there's such a, a opposing dichotomy, but yet there's a Venn diagram of overlapping truth that is the Zelda franchise and the world that we know and, and that that feels comfort in both of them. Um, so I think it was absolutely fantastic. I loved having it back. I know some people have some problems and flaws with it, but I had just a such a great time with it. Um, and I would absolutely highly recommend that. So that is my number four. That is Link's Awakening. Again, nostalgia, right? Speaking of nostalgia, my number three pick for 2019 game of the year uh, brings me back to all kinds of the Donkey Kong nostalgia, and of course, you're you're wondering where was this going to pop up, ladies and gentlemen, and that's ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Um, This came out in uh, in October of 2019, and uh, this had Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze side platforming love written all over it and it just every nostalgia moment it clicked with me uh, and I absolutely adored this game not to mention also the overworld mapping uh, is its own game design all onto itself and it's fantastic and I thought the idea of you know taking that that the traditional boss battle fight that we have to get to the end and flipping on a script and saying well sure if you get all the bees or you, or you can get, you know you want to try it you can try it anytime you can use these bees, and, and and I think that was a very and if you you know if you you lose, you need to go get more bees, right? But essentially, you can you can attack the end boss anytime or try it and and really test your metal. And um, I love that idea. I, I thought that was a fascinating um, approach to it. And then I love the idea of this, like the overworld of, hey, oops, I I accidentally poured honey over the book or accidentally poured water and it changes the level. So it's very much like the B side, right? B, B, see how I did that? Uh, B side of the level. And just a, I I thought just a ton of fun and fascinating. And I'm really happy now. uh, I'm really happy that Platonics went back to to do this because I think the original ukulele, right, which was very much inspired by, you know, Mario sixty four Banjo and Kazooie was not it was okay right but it, it I don't think it landed the way we wanted it to where I think Impossible Layer really I'm hoping for Playtonics landed where they wanted it to and I and I love the idea of them taking their their IP now right the the Yuka and Laylee characters and putting them in these kind of um, Tropes that are game designs, and and then taking that game design idea and and throwing it and spinning it on its head and seeing what comes out of it. And I think that was really something that was brilliant here, um, and uh, this is definitely definitely one of my top uh, top games of twenty nineteen. And uh, yeah, and that's why it takes the number three spot. So that is Ukulele at number three. Coming in at number two uh, is a game that you're probably thinking that you're, maybe I was not on my list at all, but this, ladies and gentlemen, is Astral Chain astral chain comes in at number two of my game of the year is 2019 this game came out in august and there was something about this game just from even the trailers you know there's a japanese anime kind of over the top fighting world that's being built around it that just caught my attention and i was like i don't know if i'm excited about astral chain but i think i am um, and, and I picked it up and man, I am so happy I picked that game up and I'm so happy that Nintendo took an idea and, and they move forward. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's Platinum. They did it, it, did it as I recall. And it's a new IP and took a risk on an idea. And I think it was a really fascinating, really, I hopefully I think received well overall. I've heard it. I've heard from a lot of the Nintendo fans, a lot of the Nintendo communities, they talk about their top games, but this is somewhere in that in there. And I thought that it was a really interesting and fascinating game uh to play the the controls grabbed me the story i thought was was good um this one wasn't nostalgia, but this was just joy. This was just pure fun. This was just a lot of like, yeah, I'm going to smash these buttons, and and these big machines are going to come out, and they're going to do these things, and um, they sorry, of these legions are going to come out, and they're going to be kind of crazy and kind of um, chaotic and frantic, and I don't really know if I'm in control or if I'm not in control. There's a lot of hit points going on, It's just a little bit of chaos and fun, um, and it kind of landed right where I wanted it to, and it was just it was just a blast. Right. Sometimes, you know, you don't need you don't need every movie to or every game to, to have a deep, uh, thick message and make you cry. But just a bit of popcorn fun and Astral Chain for me was it was popcorn fun and was just a blast and uh, and just a really, really, uh, really good time. So that was my number two, actually. Um, and I would highly, highly recommend it. You're probably thinking, wow, that is that is absolutely crazy that that is there. Uh, and folks, my number one, my <laughs> number one game of the year. Just like our amazing community agreed upon is Luigi's Mansion 3. Man, I love Luigi's Mansion. I love Luigi's Mansion 3. I love playing Luigi's Mansion when it was on the DS uh, or on 3DS. Um... This is such this is just adorable. It's you know, oh Mario, where are you? Oh no Right. Like I love I love Luigi. Uh, his facial expressions. Yeah, every once in a while the bits and bobs of the controller can sometimes get a little bit frustrating with some of the components, especially when you're trying to suck some stuff up. But um I thought just just an absolute blast every moment. This game, Luigi's Mansion, reminds me of of just how well Nintendo can do. Nintendo, how well they can lean into those characters. How much you adore their simplicity. How much they can say so much without saying much, uh, saying many words at all. And it was just a ton of fun, and I love the idea of them putting in this this you know the the scare park and the scare scraper mode, right? So we can play online, or you can play with a with up to eight players locally, um, in some of those little party modes. And we've been doing that as well. So uh, every time you went to a new floor and opened it up, I was like, oh, what's what's it gonna be? It was a surprise. Um, The writing is is funny um, and they kind of knew what it was, right? Some of the jabs of the Virtual Boy is a great example. my only commentary for Luigi's Mansion Three, as I think I mentioned before, is like definitely feels like man, there was a marketing miss for like amiibo or like special Joy Cons or special Pro Controller or something that kind of glowed in the dark. But uh, man, Luigi's Mansion, I'm just I'm just so happy, and I think that it was really gathered a lot of steam and was really accepted well, and hopefully that means there's going to come to being a Luigi's Mansion Four. I mentioned in my early review that I think that like what Nintendo did with Luigi's Mansion is move it from this kind of idea of being a you know, B tier or C tier franchise or property that everyone just kind of oh yeah, there's that thing, right? And really kind of elevated it and brought it up further into the limelight of like hey, you know, like like when you take away a, a Mario and you take away a Zelda and Metroid is somewhere else, Nintendo is forced to focus on either new IPs or other IPs that that maybe have not had that limelight and that that tender love and care and really really elevate those franchises into a way that. Um, that we maybe we've never thought of saw or saw before and i think that's what we saw with luigi's mansion th- um three here um so i guess it's kind of this weird blessing in disguise right um so uh, yeah just absolutely absolutely love every lived every moment of luigi's mansion three um and again it's one of those games you can sit down and play with the kids and uh and have a blast and everyone has has a bunch of fun and it's family friendly so guys that is my 2019 2019- year uh, game of the year so just as a reminder number six was new super lucky's tale number five is cuphead number four is Link's awakening number three is ukulele in the possible layer number two is astral chain and number one as picked by the fans also luigi's mansion three now folks you're probably saying well what about what about fire emblem what about all these other games um folks i'm gonna be honest with you i can't play every game uh, these are the games that I played. These are the games that connected with me. These are the games that uh, landed on my radar. And maybe maybe my hope of this is as you're listening, maybe some of these games didn't land on radi- radar, your radar and you're thinking, oh, may- I've heard Justin speak about that. That interests me. I'd like to know more about it. Of course, we have podcasts and game reviews for these that you could check out as well. But I would also encourage you to head over to like your eShop. Maybe put them on a wish list. Check for when um, they go on sale because you can probably get a fair bit of them on sale as well. Guys, that was 2019. 2019 was a real banger of a year for, um, for Nintendo. Um, I had a bunch of fun with it. Just so many games. So many amaz- so much amazing content. Again, as I mentioned before, great to see a lot of these third parties now getting on board with Nintendo. Um, and I'm just fascinated. I'm fascinated and, and excited to see what 2020 has in hold for Nintendo. What 2021 has. Um You know, their sales numbers are doing incredibly, incredibly strong. We obviously also know the landscape of the PS5 and the Xbox One X stacked computer. Wendy's double stack edition thing is on its way as well. Um, So there's there's a lot of kind of like fervor in the air. There's sharks in the water. What does this mean for the big Nintendo, right? What is this? What's going to happen? We're going to continue to see more partnerships with Microsoft, Um, you know, uh, are we going to see um, breath of wild in 2020 Are we are, is there actually Mario Odyssey potentially being remade or work done right now? Where are games like Pikmin four, you know, there's a lot of questions out there for, for franchises that I think are just, just fascinating for us. So guys, that is 2020. We're going to talk about that, uh, that obviously in, in an episode or two from now, where we're going to sit down and talk about our predictions and thoughts for 2020. We kind of do this crystal ball looking into the future and guessing and, and always go back and check how wrong we were. So we're going to do that, obviously, coming up soon. But I also just want to say, uh, on behalf of the entire Nintendo Dad's crew, um, all of our hosts, um, thank you, thank you for making 2019 just an amazing year for us as content creators. Uh, we've had a lot of growth and opportunities in our own in our own kind of landscape, and uh, that have obviously you as listeners, you as Patreon supporters, you as followers, have allowed us the ability to do. Um, you know, as, as I kind of mentioned, I think in a tweet earlier, obviously Tim has joined our team now full full as a full staffer, which is great. Um, we have become Twitch affiliates and we're going to try and work our way to be a Twitch partnership, we're doing more streaming that way. Uh, we celebrated five years and 250 episodes. Uh, we continue to have, uh, Gary kind of a, as our European or UK, uh, representative going to shows like EGX, um and uh and rezzed and that kind of stuff to to provide coverage and to meet with folks over there and to bring you that content here um so that you're aware of it we continue to build friends and relationships uh, across the world with with content creators um and we're just so honored and and excited that you have been part of this journey with us and, and hopefully continue that journey into 2020 um and are fans of, of our content or fans of Nintendo content, and that you can find a, a safe space and a, a place that you can fo- call home. So uh, on behalf of all the dads, uh, on behalf of the entire Nintendo Dads crew, uh, and every single one of us, just uh, just thank you for making 2019 so special. Uh, we look forward to 2020. We have a lot of plans in 2020. Um, I will tell you, we have already began some some production meetings behind the you know, post- um, post recordings and in discords about what we're going to do in 2020 because we have some really ambitious goals and uh and some exciting things that we're hoping to be able to do and uh and for you to to be part of that journey with us um directly or indirectly and uh and find ways to to enjoy this content with us and and support uh everything that we're doing and we're just so thankful for you as well so guys that is it for 2020 hopefully you guys are enjoying these little um micro bonus episodes. I don't know what you want to call it. It's like Justin Jabber's episodes. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, uh, we're trying to make sure that, uh, we're using our team effectively and uh, and getting you content. So guys, that's it for me. Um, thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.